you reach your targets and you realize that you know it gets it can get quite addictive very quickly and you want to you reach bigger targets and bigger goals this is property investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories mindset and strategies I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we continue the conversation with the director of Bobby's Landscaping, Sydney Strata Gardens and the investors agency, Babek Hayeri. We find out more about his investing strategy, his current experience with property development, what habits enabled him to be successful and much, much more. We delve into his investing strategy that he incorporated into many of his businesses. The strategy we have now is, I mean, my advice to anyone looking to start out is before you purchase any property, figure out what your end goal is and work backwards from there. So that's what we do with our clients. Before we purchase any property, we we figure out whether they want $100,000 passive income or $200,000 passive income or 300,000, you know, whatever it may be, we work out what their goal is and we work with our our mortgage brokers or if they have their own, they can work with their own and essentially we figure out how much rental yield they need from each property and that tells us what the value of their portfolio needs to be and depending on their age and their risk profile and everything else, then we put a strategy into place. So that would be my my uh, my number one tip for anyone looking to start out. And I guess our strategy has changed over time. Our first one or two properties, we didn't have a strategy. It's just buy and, and hold and see what happens. However, you know, now we have a, a target we, we wanted to reach in terms of passive income, but I'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate and I'm sure a lot of other guests you've had online, you know, a lot of other guests you've had on can relate. You reach your targets and you realize that, you know, it gets it can get quite addictive very quickly and you wanna you reach bigger targets and bigger goals. So so I guess our our strategy at the moment is buy and hold, but the rental yields need to be high enough for our properties not to cost us anything because my wife, you know, we're looking to we're gonna be having kids shortly, hopefully. So we don't want to be having a property portfolio that's costing us an, an arm and a leg, which my wife is going to have to rush back to work after you know two months or three months because otherwise we'll lose the properties. We don't want to do anything like that. So our sort of strategy is, is find properties with high rental yields that are going to have strong capital growth and essentially hand them down to our kids when we you know done our time. We find out more about Hayeri's subdivision project and we run through some of the numbers with him. We just saw this good opportunity come up. It was a, it was a splitter block. Uh, the land costs, it was literally $70,000. Uh, subdivision subdivision costs were about thirty grand, and and then we could build a house on there for about two, build a house on each of them for $270,000 each. So, so it just, the numbers made sense. We, we knew what it would be worth when it's finalized and that's coming to completion shortly. So the numbers made sense, so we just jumped onto it and got it done. However, would I do it again? Probably, I probably wouldn't do it again, to be honest, Tyrone, because sure, we're going to have some good growth there when it's completed, but it's we've also been sitting on our hands for about 18 months because going through all the council approvals and the construction and everything, it's taken 18 months and you're essentially missing out on opportunity costs elsewhere. Hayeri shares the opportunities that he could have taken on if not for the 18-month development. There's been good opportunities in Adelaide, good opportunities in Brisbane. 
thankfully, I think there's been a lot more movement in, in those areas over the past one or two months. So I'm not burning too much. But if we, if the, if, if, you know, if the election happened a year earlier and we saw the interest rates drop a year earlier and those markets moved a year earlier, it would be a lot more, you know, I guess stressful and you'd be sitting here and you'd get really itchy feet, just sort of like you, you, you can see the opportunities that are out there, but the banks will not, will not do anything until, you know, you finish your computer your construction and until you have tenants in there, they're essentially not going to give you the money. So thankfully, we haven't missed out on many opportunity costs. Uh, but I think over the past one or two months, there's been uh, a few markets that are starting to move upwards quite quickly. We learn about some of the motivating factors that keep Hayari going and explain some of his larger goals he wants to achieve. My biggest goal at the moment is, so I, I sort of I sort of had that freedom and the spare time with my businesses, but essentially that's a waste when you can't spend it with those you love. So my, my goal at the moment is to replace my wife's income and I want to try to do that in the next 24 months. So essentially, we can we can take time off together if you know if or when we have kids, we can spend time with the kids as we choose. That's that's our you know that's my why and my my sort of short I guess short to medium term goal is to try replace her income. However, for the long term, like I said, it changes. At first, it was you know you have a passive income target, and then that changes to a bigger target, and and now it's really it's just it's just to have that freedom and that luxury to work because we want to, not because we have to. After starting up successful landscaping and strata tiling businesses. We learn about the reason behind getting into the property industry. Property is what I've always, uh, it's what I've always loved. It's what I've always had a healthy obsession with. Like I mentioned earlier, my landscaping companies were purely a vehicle for me to do what I wanted to do in terms of property. And and when I had that freedom from the landscaping companies, I realized that it's just not in my personality to to not, you know, I guess have a purpose and a reason to get up out of bed every morning and 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 really be working towards something. So that's where I started the the buyers agency. I I sort of in my head I fast forwarded 10 years and the biggest fear for me was being in the same place I am now. You know, not that I, I I'm so grateful of being where I am now, but having the landscaping companies and having that spare time, that actually scared me having that spare time. So, so that was my driver, you know, that was the driving force to start the buyer's agency and, and I guess help other people sort of create the freedom that I guess I was able to do. I guess um, there's so many assets to, or so many opportunities within property. There could be, you know, going to finance side of the property, obviously buying could be the management side and so forth. And that's why I was just curious why particularly buyer's agency because it's it's a very interesting market as well. The buyer's agency was mainly just it was mainly just to create freedom, freedom for people. You know, it's 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 a scary thought to have to work, you know, eight, nine, ten hours a day, five days a week at a job that you know, 90% of us don't want to do until we're 70. Like that's a, that's a really, really scary thought. And, and if I can help other people try, you know, help other people get out of that sort of rat, rat race, that was my, you know, that was the real reason why I wanted to get into it. Many successful people can point to others as having helped them through their career. Harry shares some of the mentors he has had. Mate, you've been my number one mentor, Tyrone. You, you've been my number one mentor over the years. I've uh, I've listened to your podcast religiously. Um, you know, there's there's other ones where everyone, you know, I think 
I think most people that come on here, there's, there seems to be a common, you know, a common uh, thread that most people they educate themselves through the same through the same sort of uh, podcasts and books and whatnot. So definitely, definitely, your podcast has helped me a lot. Just listening to other people and getting different ideas and seeing that. Uh, it really can be done. Also, I mean, Property Couch, Bryce and Ben—they're always—they're always full of uh, great knowledge. There's Smart Property Investment Show, so they're the podcasts I've—I've I've sort of listened to that that have helped me. They were—that's sort of how I started with the podcast. But I did, you know, uh, Ben Handler from the Buyers Agent Institute. Ben Handler helped me a lot with with uh, some extra training and and the course he provided that gave me a lot of knowledge and, and help me sort of grow the business you know faster than I probably could have done. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into some of the best advice he has ever received. I think the best advice I ever received was stop trading your time for money. Why knowledge and education is so important. The more you can educate yourself about something, you, the more you realize that most likely there's there's little risk or you, the more you can you can um, put the steps in place to avoid the risks that are involved. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Sharm and you're listening to Property Investory. We find out about some of Hayao's great book recommendations and he shares how they have helped him achieve his goals. I feel like every person, uh, every person, whether they're an investor or a buyer's agent or in, in real estate, they seem to be talking. Uh, they seem to be, uh, you know, it's like a tape recorder. Every, everyone uh, recommends the same books, and I think there's there's a reason why they do that. So with me, also, rich dad, poor dad. The four hour work week helps me a lot in terms of my landscaping businesses. Barefoot Investor was good. I don't, I don't agree with everything in that book. However, there is some good points in that book and, and it's quite simple for anyone looking to start out and, and can't get their finances sort of sorted. And more recently, I've gotten into less less books about, I guess, education and finance and stuff and more books about mindset and human nature and whatnot. So, The Laws of Human Nature by Paul Richard, I think it was. that No, Paul Michael, sorry. That, that book was really good and also... How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. That that book, uh, you know, sort of sort of stayed with me over time as well. He has listed some of his favorite books. Now, Hayari delves into how a particular book, The 4-Hour Workweek, was able to help him. It would be with the landscaping businesses. I guess it's just the structures they structures that he advises and also in terms of uh, you know, the way to way to set up your email and you know use VAs and and there's so many different different things that that he sort of mentioned in there and I guess for me it was mainly structures and and how to you know being with the landscaping company you're dealing with you know, maybe 50 60 emails a day so I guess how can you minimize them or how can you communicate with people in a way where they where the thread can be shortened as fast as possible and and yeah that was a, that was a that was a great book for me when I was scaling the landscaping companies. We find out about the piece of advice that has resonated most with him. I think the best advice I ever received was stop trading your time for money. That can mean a few different things but whether that means you start a business, whether it's a side hustle, so you start a business that doesn't require your time there, whether it's an online business, product-based or service-based business or whether you, yeah, if it's a service-based business, you scale it to a point where it doesn't require your time. Also, I guess just investing, whether it's in property or shares, essentially you're trade you're not trading your time for money anymore. Your wealth is going to be growing while you're sleeping. 
you know it's, as long as you're trading your time for money you're so limited with your freedom and the amount of income you can make it's so that was definitely the biggest the biggest uh, advice i've gotten we delve into Hayo's perspective on some of his own personal habits that have contributed to his success. Education by far is, if, if, if we're talking about personal habits that's contributed to my success, it would be personal, uh, yeah, education and, um, and mindset, the psychology and mindset. They're by far the things that, that have contributed the most. If you, like you mentioned earlier, if you don't have your mindset right, if you're easily influenced by the media or by what the cab driver is going to tell you or by external factors that you can't control, then then really you're 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 never going to reach your targets or your goals or whatever they may be because you know every, there's always uh, fear mongering going on. So I think mindset and education, and I think also like the more the more educated like people's perception of risk comes from their lack of knowledge or the amount of knowledge they have. So the more you educate yourself, the more you realize how, you know, like I think I think shares are risky, but the only reason why I think shares are risky is because I don't know anything about shares. You know what I mean? So so the more you can educate yourself about something, you the more you realize that most likely there's there's little risk or you the more you can you can um, put the steps in place to avoid the risks that are involved. Education has played a big role through Hayao's career. Though, are there certain habits that he has incorporated? The meditation would be it and also reading reading every morning for half an hour. So, I'd like to read about uh, something that, you know, a, a new topic, not necessarily about property investing. I'll, I research property during the day. So, in the morning, I like to learn about something something completely different. They've been the two the two habits, I guess, and I guess if you if you want to take in the the training, the exercise in the afternoons, but that's that's really been it, to be honest. Hayari has been able to establish various businesses within different industries, but what would he have changed about himself in the past? I feel like I am who I am now because of what I did ten years ago. There's not much I would change, to be completely honest. I couldn't have gone more aggressive with property investing, for example, because I didn't have the income then. So as soon as I had the income, I went into property. So nothing in terms of starting earlier. Probably the only thing that can really come to mind is when I was a little bit younger, uh, go home. I actually, uh, actually, Osher Ginsberg mentioned, uh, there was an interview with him a while ago and I could sort of relate to that. It was go home a little bit earlier. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. So if, uh, if, you know, if I'm going back 10 years ago to my early 20s, I think that would be it as well, mate. Go home. Go home before, sorry, before 2 a.m. Don't, uh, don't hang around till after 2 a.m. because nothing good happens then. I don't really have much. I don't, I, and I, even when I say go home before 2 a.m., I mean, I, I am who I am now and I'm very focused and, and, and driven now because of, you know, because of how I lived my life when I was 20 or 22 or whatever. So I don't have any, I don't have any regrets, but if I had to pick something, it would be go home before 2 a.m. Hari shares what he's most excited about coming up in the near future. We've been sitting on our on our hands for about 18 months because of this subdivision in Grafton. So this is going to be built in the next month. So we, we already know what we're going to do. We've spoken to our brokers. We're, we're, we're ready to go. Uh, we're going to purchase two properties in Brisbane. And then we're just gonna we're just gonna consolidate. To be honest, we we have gone quite aggressive over the past couple of years, so we're just gonna consolidate. Let the property portfolio do its thing. Let it let it grow. It's not costing us anything to hold on to, so we'll we'll just let it do its thing. And and after a couple of years, when or if my wife you know goes back to work, then we might we might look to acquire 
acquire some more. But but yeah, we're looking forward to we're looking forward to just just sitting back and and letting letting the portfolio do its thing. Every time we've had a deposit, we've sort of just gone and 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 acquired a property, and it's been it can be quite intense at times. So we're looking forward to just, uh, I guess, enjoying the the process a little bit more now. And last question I have for you is how much of your success is due to your skill, intelligence and hard work and how much of it is because of luck? I think the first the first property in St. Ives was luck. Uh, well, I, I guess, I mean, in terms of, in terms of, I think we're all so lucky to just be living in the best, you know, best country in the world, you know, arguably the best city in the world. So I think we're all so lucky to be here. But in terms of, in terms of, I guess, yeah, like investing or whatnot, the first property I would, I would say was luck. Like I said, we bought it at the bottom of the market, but we, we didn't know we were buying at the bottom of the market. But since that one, I can confidently say everything's sort of been very well educated and, and, and made our decisions based on lots of due diligence and, uh, and, and yeah, just lots of just lots of due diligence. So I think after that, it was it was more skill and, and hard work and knowledge. But the first one was luck. If you want to keep in contact with Hiri after this episode, he provides his details for you. They can connect with us on on all the socials. So uh, the Investors Agency on Facebook, or Bobby underscore the Investors Agency on Instagram. Uh, also our website, but I mean, do it. Does anyone even go to websites these days? If you do, you can go to theinvestorsagency.com. Um, for our listener, for our listeners, I'm I'm happy to offer anyone who's looking to purchase an investment property to if they get in touch with us on any of the socials, I can send them a free report based on uh, rental yields, supply and demand, and, and, and yeah, rental yield, supply and demand on what that property market, what that property market's going to do. So, so if you get in touch, I'll send you a free report and that can hopefully educate you guys to make, you know, either a, a good decision or hopefully stop you from making an a expensive, bad decision. Thank you to Babak Hari, our guest on this episode of Property Investory.